0: Thanks for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast today. Uh, so, Aurora and I are here to recap the uh, exciting Sunday slate of games. Uh, and currently, right now, this is being recorded, just to let you guys know, um, on Sunday night. And this is 2 minutes, 27 seconds left in the first quarter of the Colts uh, 49ers game. Niners are up 12-7, to seven, so it's a bit closer Uh It's a pretty close game at this point, and uh, we'll see how things continue to go, update you as we talk on the podcast. Probably finish here before halftime, so we'll see how things are going and kind of get our predictions before that game ends. Uh, But Aurora and I are here, again, like we said, to recap the Sunday slate of games. For those of you who don't know, Aurora is the three-year-old dachshund on the cover of the podcast. Uh, She's a big inspiration for what we do here, and uh, yeah, with that being said, we'll go ahead and jump right into it here first off. The Bengals versus the Ravens. This game, if you guys remember on Friday, we said that don't be surprised if the Bengals don't come out there and if the Bengals come out there and upset the Ravens. Do not be surprised by that. What happened? The Bengals came out, upset the Ravens in this one. Now I do say upset. I don't really think, like to me personally, this didn't feel like an upset. I, I felt like the the Bengals I feel like the Bengals are a very good team. Okay, at this point, they're a very good team. They can come out there and beat anyone at any given day, uh, just depending on how things are going. And honestly, if you look at this Ravens team, (laughs) offensively, last week, they did look really bad. I know they won the game, but Lamar Jackson did not play well. He did not. Take a look. Really go back. Look at the stats. He did not play well in that game. Um, He hasn't been that sharp. Hasn't been the sharp lately. And so uh, when you go out there, he's passing the ball well early in the season. Looks like teams are starting to crack down and figure some things out with him. And, uh, yeah, to me – that that really bit them in the butt here uh, because I think when they play up against a team that can offensively score enough points to keep up with them I think they're going to struggle because then it becomes a situation where they might have to pass the ball a little bit more things like that and who knows you're you're gonna end up in situations there where there's some challenges okay now this game 41 to 17 the Bengals whipped up on the Baltimore Ravens and here's the thing guys 257 yards passing for Lamar Jackson 15 of 31 15 of 31 is not that great uh, From a completion percentage standpoint At one touchdown, no interceptions That's great, but Brent, Tyler Huntley got some time In this game, You know, garbage time at the end of it So that really doesn't factor in Lamar Jackson led the team in rushing 12 carries, 88 yards And we said this, we said this last week You cannot continue to let him be your leading rusher Every single week Yes, there's games, he's going to break some tackles He's going to have an amazing play, I get it and, yes, you can run with him at that point, and you can win games, but not consistently. And this is something that if they continue to do this, it's not going to bode well for them. They need to get these other backs involved in a way that lets them be successful. Devontae Freeman had four carries. Le'Veon Bell had the highest amount of carries outside of Lamar Jackson, and that's five carries. I mean, for crying out loud, get some running backs going. you got to give them enough carries to let them get going out there. Uh, I mean, to take some pressure off of Lamar Jackson. It just doesn't bode well for him. He took five sacks in this game for 18 uh, yards. Not a lot of yardage that he lost there, but five sacks is is a pretty decent amount. Joe Burrow had a clean pocket. He got sacked one time for seven yards, three touchdowns, one interception on the day, threw for over 400 yards on the day. Clearly playing much better at the quarterback position, Lamar Jackson, in this game. Um, You know, Joe Mixon did his thing. Samaj P. Ryan did his thing. Both of them had touchdowns. Both of them had uh, just over 10 carries, and they both had, you know, 59 and 52 yards apiece uh, for, for the two of them. So, really effective running game, I think, for them out there. Uh, Baltimore, who's known as a rushing team, only outrushed them four yards on the day total. It's not going to do it, guys. If that's what you're going to lean on to win games, you got to dominate the run game. They did not in this one. So, you know, it's got to be something where they get enough rushing yards out there to be able to dominate the clock. They didn't do that. Uh, Jamar Chase was the guy... The highlight of the day, mismatch for everybody in Baltimore. No one could cover this guy. Eight receptions, 10 targets, 201 yards on the day. That is a day right there, okay? He averaged 25 yards a a, a catch. That's insane, guys. Uh, One touchdown to go along with that, and CJ Uzama had two touchdowns on the day only three catches 91 yards on those though so really great day overall for the Bengals. i don't think this is saying that the ravens are done that, that they're not a really good team like okay let's calm down all right it's one big loss to a you know division opponent i get it but this is a really good team they're gonna be fine but these are games you're going to get with lamar jackson it's just what's gonna happen you're gonna get inefficiency games where he's not able to put up enough points to beat the other team that's just what's gonna happen there so moving on We will go with the falcons dolphins up next and we said this would be a very good fantasy competition this would be a game that you could uh really look for to be a high scoring affair we said both teams would be over 25 points they both ended up there 28 and 30 respectively and here's the thing if you're to a tongue of ialoa if you weren't able to get it going and figure it out against a falcons defense that was awful I would have no faith in you. Like, I, I still have a shoestring faith in you, thank God, because you came out there and threw for almost 300 yards. Okay, almost 300 yards. You had four touchdowns on the day, two interceptions, only took one sack. That's not atrocious. Though two interceptions was pathetic, and quite frankly, they were throws that didn't need to be thrown. Like, like, just no. No. You you try to play hero ball, you try to do the thing, you you try to be, like, I get it, you're a competitor, you don't want to take sacks and stuff like that, but at the same time, you don't make boneheaded, stupid decisions, okay? Those were things that happened too much in this game for Tua Tunga-Vailoa. Again, the jury's out, still on him. I still do not have faith that this guy is going to be a franchise quarterback moving forward for this Dolphins team, and this is a game that he should have whooped up on these Atlanta Falcons. He should have had no picks, he should have threw for four touchdowns like he did, just, he didn't really feast when he should have been able to. Now, passing the ball, I mean, Miles Gasson got heavily involved, seven catches for 85 yards. I love that he checked down, uh, well, not, not Miles Gasson, Mike gasiki Mike seven catches on eight targets, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Jalen Waddle, eight catches, uh, seven catches on eight targets, 83 yards on the game for the game. And both of those guys are guys that we told you on Friday to look at in fantasy purposes. We said if you're going to do a stack in this game, Duke, sicky Waddle, and Tua Tagovailoa. We had a lot of shares of that in our daily fantasy lineups and so that boded well for us out there. But uh, you know, how did you guys do? Let us know what you did. If you did that stack, how did your lineups fare? Now, on the other side of the ball, man, Mike Davis. Mike Davis is done, guys. He's done. You know, I got him on a, on a couple fantasy rosters. I mean, this is this guy's done. They're not going to use him anymore. It's clear that Cordero Patterson is the guy moving forward. He had 14 carries to Mike Davis's four. Okay? It, it, it's, it's, it's awful. It's really awful. Um, but he he's pretty much done for the year. I would not trust him to get a lot of carries. I'm probably going to end up dropping this guy. Um, because there's there's nothing really good to go for there. And there are some guys right now that, that you might be able to pick up that might get you some value later on. So that's what I'm probably going to end up doing. And I would I would say that most of you should do that if you have some shares of Mike Davis. Get rid of the guy. While you have a chance because it ain't going to get any better. Matt Ryan feasted in this game. You know, 336 yards, two touchdowns, one interception on the day. He only took one sack, so pretty clean pocket for him. Kyle Pitts went off again for this team. Seven catches on eight targets, 163 yards. Fantastic day for Kyle Pitts. I don't think he's going to keep with this. He's going to regress to the mean from these past couple games, but look for him to be a guy that's still going to be a heavy target if matt ryan continues to look his way like this he's going to be very successful and they're starting to get him in schemes that gives him the right mismatches that's why cordero Patterson has been playing so well lately because now you're running patterson and you're using Kyle Pitts in the right way. So you're getting mismatches for Kyle Pitts because you're putting Cordero Patterson out there at a receiver standpoint sometimes, and that really helps this offense. Calvin Ridley, there's definitely some miscues with him being out for a little bit there. He had 10 targets, only four catches on the day uh, with 26 yards and a touchdown to go along with it. So that touchdown really saved his value for fantasy managers. But, yeah, a little bit of issues there going on. But, yeah. Um, Jerry's Allen to a tongue of a still. This is a game that he could have cemented himself. He did not. He left more questions on the table, I believe, than he did answers. And the Atlanta Falcons end up getting the win. And they are now 3-3. Three and three. Guys, we did not expect that after they started the season out so horribly. But Matt Ryan and that team is starting to click and get things going. 30 to 28, Falcons get the win. Next up is the Giants and the Panthers. This game was we anticipated this game to be a really good game. It was not. My gosh, guys, I do not know what to think of this Panthers team. They come out there and they blow the doors off people some weeks and then other weeks, they don't know what the heck they're doing. I don't know if it's seriously, like, maybe Christian McCaffrey is the only thing that can get this team winning games. I I don't understand it, but the mental breakdown, mental breakdown with Christian McCaffrey not in the game is just absolutely ridiculous, and there's no excuse for that to me when it comes to these teams uh, or, or this team. But, you know, eventually Sam Darnold was benched, and P.J. Walker came in the game. <laughs> he played horrible when he came in the game, by the way. So, of course, they have said they're going to stick with Sam Darnold, and that's fine because P.J. Walker looked very horrible out there in his first game. But, man, Sam Darnold could not figure it out. He threw an interception, no touchdowns. Chuba Hubbard. I mean, they didn't get a chance to run the ball enough because they got down early in this game and, you know, just couldn't couldn't try and pound the ball. So he had 12 carries, 28 yards on the day. That was not good at all. Up against a team that they really should have been able to move that ball on, you know, DJ Moore was the only person that really had a good day receiving-wise. He had six catches for 73 yards, no touchdowns for him. I mean, this was not a good game overall for the team. Um... Yeah, I don't know what to make of this Panthers team, guys. This this team could be really horrible the rest of the entire season if they don't figure out a better game plan without Christian McCaffrey. Now, for the Giants, okay? Here's the thing I'll say for the Giants. I don't think this was the Giants coming out and all of a sudden being amazing and this is something great to look for like no they clicked they figured some things out they took advantage of an offense that was really struggling in Carolina and to me that is what gave them the win in this one it's not so much that oh my gosh they can do it without Saquon no they need Saquon Barkley back they need you know Sterling Shepard back they need Kenny Galladay back like they need these guys back and bad okay but Carolina definitely helped them a lot by their poor play but New York Giants are, are definitely, to me, I think they're going to finish the season as a worse team than Carolina Panthers. But, yeah, they were definitely able to win on this given day. And that's the NFL. On any given day, you know, people can come out there and play really well and, and do what they need to do. So, yeah, that's really it. There's not all too much to highlight. Ball was spread around really well. Daniel Jones played good. Uh, you know, no interceptions on the day for him. He only had two sacks. So, yeah, Giants get the win 25-3. to Okay, next up, we are going to be talking about the Packers up against the Washington football team. Guys, Washington football team is a decent team. If they would just stop giving the ball to the other team, I don't understand this. Like, look, I know sharing is caring. I know that's a thing that people say all the time. But if the Washington football team cares so much about their opponents that they literally share the ball with them every time they get in the red zone, it's not going to bode well. Okay, guys, you, you got Taylor Heineke threw an interception in this game. Fumble wise, you had Taylor Heineke who fumbled the ball twice. DeAndre Carter fumbled the ball, and Antonio Gibson fumbled the ball. Okay? Now, they lost those. Okay? Taylor Heineke lost one of his, and Antonio Gibson lost one of his. Those fumbles did, cannot make up. Like, you can't make up for that. Okay? That was twice in the red zone that this team fumbled that ball. Even if they didn't give those away. Okay? If they didn't give those two things away right there. Okay? Not even talking about the interception, just the two fumbles. Say they get six points, and they're 16, because say they get field goals, they don't get a touchdown, they're 16 points, and then take one touchdown probably away from Green Bay. Okay, Now Green Bay is down to 17 points. This is a really close game at that point. But no, you keep giving the other team the ball. What do you expect to do? Your defense actually played well in this game. Keeping the Packers under 30 points is pretty good day on a defensive end, and your offense couldn't go out there and play well enough. So, you know, got to figure something out there you know clearly clearly Antonio Gibson was not okay he didn't look right out there he wasn't running the same way out there there's something up with him and I really really would be cautious if I'm the Washington football team about Antonio Gibson because he may be hurting himself in the longer run right now because I'm telling you he did not look the same out there Terry McLaurin was a bright spot over 100 yards on the day seven catches one touchdown so that was a really great spot for them but otherwise on the other side man I mean the ball was shared everywhere. Three different guys had touchdowns for the Packers. Uh, you know, they didn't really do much running the ball, but they didn't have to because they could just throw the ball wherever they wanted. So uh, three touchdowns, no interceptions on the day for Aaron Rodgers. And, yeah, he's loving it out there in Green Bay right now as they move to 6-1 and one, and the Washington football team falls to 2-5. and 24-10, Packers get the win. Next is the Patriots versus the Jets. Okay, this game, guys, I thought this was going to be a very exciting game to watch um i thought it was gonna be a game where we could watch two good rookie quarterbacks going at it but no of course that can't be in the cards so zach wilson he gets hurt he gets injured in the game leaves the game early and because of that uh we really didn't get to see a lot from the new york jets i mean we saw a few things late in the game in garbage time but you know really didn't get to see what zach wilson could do out there and man bill belichick when he when bill belichick goes up against a backup quarterback this is what you expect okay 54-13 54 to 13 win for the New England Patriots. I mean, that that's that is literally Bill Belichick chewing up a backup quarterback. Okay, that, that's all that is. Uh, seriously, like defensively, they stifled the Jets. They could get nothing going throughout the day. Uh, Michael Carter. Uh, led the team in catches uh, on nine targets with 67 uh, yards on the day. That tells you everything. There was pressure everywhere, and they just having to check, 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 check down to Michael Carter uh, during the game. So that did not bode well for them to score any points. The, the Patriots scored 20 points in the fourth quarter alone. I mean, come on, guys. It's nuts what they were able to do out there. Matt Jones looked amazing, 24 for 36, over 300 yards on the day, two touchdowns, no interceptions fantastic day only sacked one time so really clean pocket for him damian harris ran the ball very effectively 14 carries 106 yards on the day two touchdowns for him two touchdowns for jj taylor as well Uh, nine carries for him on 21 yards didn't run it very effectively but uh you know when it comes to yardage but he got two touchdowns on only nine carries i'll take that um so yeah really good day overall they spread the ball around still jacoby myers is looking for that first touchdown i would almost guarantee you guys next week Jacoby Myers gets touchdown almost guarantee you that because they are looking for this guy. They are trying so hard And again the second time he had a a touchdown robbed from him this week And this was a week where man touchdowns galore for everybody. Okay, they had three passing touchdowns They had four rushing touchdowns. Everybody got in on it and man It just sucks. Jacoby Myers was left out again, but yeah uh, Patriots get the roll uh, get the win 54 to 13 on the Jets. Jets are looking pretty sad at this point now Raiders and the Eagles, guys, this is exactly what we told you guys was going to happen. We did have the Raiders coming out and getting this win, uh, and this is because we told you, Jalen Hurts, here's the problem. Yeah, he didn't go out and throw a pick in this game, okay? I I give you that. I give you that. He did not go out and and have a pick in this game. He did, however, lose a fumble in the game. So regardless, he's giving you a turnover at least pretty much every game at this point is what it seems like from Jalen Hurts. And if you have a game where he has to go out and win you the game, he can't do it, okay? He can win you games. He can play some hero ball. He can make some flashy plays, but he's not consistent. Look at this. 18 for 34 on the day. That's not a good completion percentage through for 236 yards. So yes, he's getting the ball down the field. He's having good depth and things like that cuz he only completed 18 passes and he got to 236 yards. I mean, that's not horrible, but man, it's not efficient at all. This guy's not playing efficient. It's not good for him. He had a pretty clean pocket. He only sacked twice for 13 yards. I don't understand he he ran the ball 13 times for 61 yards and that's going to hurt you That's going to hurt you guys Jalen Hurts does not need to go over 10 carries in a game He doesn't if the blocking is that bad it's breaking down So he has to rush out of the pocket over and over and over That means he's not looking downfield That means he's not paying attention to his guys downfield That means he's going to chuck balls away And he's going to have bad completion percentage like he did in this game Now one thing we will say Miles Sanders did lead this game early on uh, he, he did leave the game early on with an injury We don't know the severity of that. Hopefully, he's able to come back and be fine. But, man, when he left... This was so frustrating. Again, we're not seeing Kenneth Gainwell get the run that he needs. Boston Scott came in there and got more carries than him and got a touchdown. And Kenneth Gainwell only got five carries on the day. This is stupid, guys. I don't understand. Why are you not using him more? He's a versatile running back that can give you dual threat opportunities. He caught four passes for 41 yards. That's average of 10.3 depth per catch. I mean, fantastic. And he caught a touchdown to go along with it on the day. Like, This guy can be really good. I'm telling you, just give him a chance. Give him a chance to see what you have in him from a running back standpoint, and they're just not giving him enough carries. If Miles Sanders is out, stop going back to Boston Scott. You know what you have there. See if you have something special in Kenneth Gainwell. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know, but I'm always for rookies getting a chance out there to show what they have, right? So uh, on the other side of the ball, man, Las Vegas, Derek Carr did his thing. I mean, he did throw a pick in this game, but he threw 31 for 34 on the day. OK, so if you take that interception, you count that as a completion because technically somebody caught it. He only had two passes that he threw that someone didn't catch. Only had two. That's fantastic, guys, on 34 attempts. Just amazing. OK, so average of 9.5 depth per, uh, depth per uh, catch out there. So a pretty decent day for him. And yeah, running the ball, they ran for 119 yards. The Eagles did outrush them because, like I said, 61 yards for your quarterback there. That's going to help you out uh so yeah i mean overall uh, vegas just played better they just played more consistent football in this game um yeah i I don't know what else you want me to tell you i mean they just they just outplayed the eagles they they were a better team today and that's what really made the difference here it wasn't any one guy that that won the raiders this game it was a full team effort and that's what we want to see from the raiders so good effort by them 33 to 22 they get the win now everybody's talking about the revenge game okay between the lions and the rams okay well i don't know whose revenge it was supposed to be and whatnot i don't know who was supposed to be getting revenge and everything but uh i will just tell you right now that the <laughs> uh like like everybody was saying oh it's matthew stafford's revenge game like I, I don't understand why it's matthew stafford's revenge game when it's jared goff playing in la so it should be jared goff's revenge game i, I don't know either way it doesn't really matter but 28 to 19 the rams get the win and man the lions came out and put some points on the board it was looking really worrisome for the rams even until the fourth quarter of this game when the rams finally got two back-to-back scores to put them ahead and then go ahead even further in this one so this was a really close game the the lions put a really great effort out there i mean jared goff like look rams fans you should have like cheered for him you should have been excited for him because he had a really good game he showed you guys what he could do, and, and and he showed out really well. 22 for 36 on the day. He did throw two picks, which was was the oh, look. If he didn't throw those two picks, Rams fans, you should have been worried because this Lions team could have beat you. They really could have beat you in this game. But two interceptions by Jared Goff definitely ended up, you know, hurting the Lions tremendously. But um, you know, rushing wise, they outran. The Rams, tremendously, but that was because, like we said, the Rams were down quite a bit of this game. They had to pass the ball a lot to come back in it, so that definitely played a factor there. (laughs) Passing-wise, look, Cooper Cup went off, okay? 156 yards on the day, two touchdowns. Again, this guy is dominating every single week. Get as many shares as you can for him. Uh, Khalif Raymond had six catches, 115 yards. DeAndre Swift had eight catches for 96 yards. And TJ Hawkinson had six catches for 48 yards. DeAndre Swift was the only one of those to catch a touchdown pass. This was a really good game, guys. I'm telling you, it was a really good game. Uh, a lot closer than what we thought it would be. Really great effort by the Lions. And that's just what we get from the Lions, guys. Really great effort. They're really trying, really pushing hard out there and outperforming what we expected from them to go into the season every single week. They surprise us, but... Just not enough to get a win. Still 0-7. So we will move on with that to the Buccaneers and the Bears. Okay, so this game, um, you know, really exciting game here between the Buccaneers and the Bears. Um, Nope, not really. (laughs) Uh, So we're being sarcastic there in case you guys didn't know. Um, Tampa Bay came out and just owned this game right from the get-go. You know, Justin Fields threw three picks, no touchdowns. Um, you know, and, and a lot, I know a lot of people were like tweeting and stuff during the game and they were sitting there saying, Oh my gosh, drop passes, you know, blown blocks. You know, ah, how can you guys get upset with Justin? This is not his fault. Look, let me tell you something. This is his fault. Let, let me tell you something right now. This is totally Justin Fields fault. Okay. And this, and it's not saying that Justin Fields is a bad quarterback. Again, we have told you, we think he's going to be a very good quarterback. He's got the potential to be one. And I think he's going to be, but the problem is if you're going to fault someone for why this showing happened and why they got beat by the Buccaneers this much, look, I'll tell you right now, the three interceptions is Justin Fields' fault because he threw that ball, but the losing 38-3, to that is the fault of the Chicago Bears fans because Chicago Bears fans consistently insisted that over and over and over, get rid of Andy Dalton, stop starting him, and start Justin Fields, and you know what? We've said it on the podcast, we've said it for three weeks now that Andy Dalton was the starter for a reason. Matt Nagy is not an idiot. He has a position as a head coach in the NFL for a reason. He got there the right way. He knows what he's doing, and he sees things in practice that we don't see. And what he is seeing is things that we're seeing in games now. When it is a game that you need someone to go out there and win you the game, you literally need your quarterback to go out there and throw for over 300 yards and make a bunch of plays and throw a bunch of touchdowns. Justin Fields is not there yet to do that. He's not. 22 for 32 is not a bad completion percentage, but he only threw for 184 yards. So he's checking the ball down. He can't see the guys downfield. He's not finding guys open. Okay. He's not being able to throw guys open. All right. Andy Dalton, yes, he may not, he may lose you some games, but he can also go win you games. Justin Fields right now does not have the ability to go win you games. Okay? The one game you won is the game that the Raiders came out super flat because they were all upset about their coach and every, all the scandals coming out with him, and they only put up nine points. Okay? Yeah, you can win that way with Justin Fields, but you can't win against good teams that come out and play well. And that's what happened here. I mean, heck, Khalil Herbert came out and did everything he was supposed to do 18 carries for 100 yards. Fantastic day by him. Okay? But you cannot. You cannot expect to compete up against good teams if you're the Chicago Bears with Justin Fields at your quarterback right now. And again, it's not against him. This team is not built for Justin Fields to succeed, and he is not ready to succeed at the level of a star that people want him to be in the NFL right now. It's not there. Next year, sure, it will be. But that's if he doesn't get beat up too much, sacked too much, and end up having his mental you know, his mental dexterity ruined like Sam Darnold did when he was in New York Jet at, at the Jets, okay? Be careful what you wish for in Chicago, guys. I, I'm seriously concerned here because add four more sacks to the total this week for Justin Fields. Yeah, it's not atrocious, but it's not good either, okay? I just, they need to figure out what they're doing there in Chicago, you know, because to me, if they put Justin Fields there, this is a total rebuilding year. This is a year that you're getting him experience. You're not planning to make the playoffs. You're not trying to make the playoffs. You're just trying to give him experience So on the field, in games right now, so that you can move forward next year. Okay. If you want to try and go to the playoffs and still have Justin Fields learn and develop and grow like off the field, you put Andy Dalton back in the game, but they're not going to do that because the fans don't want to see that. So whatever. You guys you, you guys wanted this. This is what you wanted. I just want to let everybody know all those Chicago fans out there that was rooting for Andy Dalton to get benched. This is what you asked for. Okay? 38 to 3. Tampa Bay Buccaneers get the win. Um now Cardinals up against the Texans, guys. This this game was interesting to watch just for the like the political stuff going on because you all remember that trade with DeAndre Hopkins and uh, a guy named David Johnson. Oh, and by the way, a guy named J.J. Watt happened to leave the Texans and now he's on the Cardinals. Guys, Cardinals end up getting this win, huge huge win, 31 5 up against the Texans. Uh, they did give up a safety. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray did get sacked in the end zone, gave up a safety there, and they gave up one field goal. Other than that, Cardinals rolled in this game. They came out pretty slow, but figured it out, got things going, and they were on a roll. Zach Ertz, first time in Arizona. Shout out to him. Got a touchdown. We're not going to talk too much on this game. As you guys can see, you can tell it is dominance. Matthew Berry, I will mention one thing. Matthew Berry for the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is rejoicing because late in the game, they finally had decided to give James Conner the ball in the red zone and let him score a touchdown. And I really think Cliff Kingsbury decided to do that just so Matthew Berry uh, you know wasn't getting emails about having to uh, you know pay people back for their bets and things like that cuz Matthew Berry guaranteed that James Conner would get a touchdown in this game. So Anyway, 31 to 5, like we said, Cardinals get the win. Now, Titans versus Chiefs, okay? This game, the final game that we will talk about here. Today, uh, except for the one that's on currently, and we'll update you guys on that here in a little bit. But 27 to 3. 27 to 3. Titans roll over the Chiefs, man. And guys, yes, Patrick Mahomes got hurt and left this game, but do not be fooled. Do not be fooled by seeing that Patrick Mahomes left this game. Do not be fooled by that. Because I'll tell you one thing right now: Patrick Mahomes did leave this game, but by the time he left this game. They were down 27 to nothing at the half. Okay? They were losing big time before he went out. Okay? This is a game they were going to lose anyway. Chiefs do not look good. And the big reason I will tell you guys right now, and we said this in the offseason, we've said this before throughout the podcast the Chiefs have shot themselves in the foot for the future because they said, oh, we're going to pay tons of money to Patrick Mahomes. We're going to go out and pay him tons of money. And now they don't have enough money to keep a good defense. They don't have enough money to uh, make sure the line is as good as it used to be. And so when you lose two or three good defensive players this offseason like they did because they couldn't afford to pay them, now your offense is on the field so often, your offense is getting tired. People talk about defense getting tired all the time because the offense can't stay on the field. The offense is getting tired because the defense can't stay on the field. The defense is literally giving up touchdowns quickly over and over and the offense can't get anything going because the defense is just giving up points left and right guys i i get it i understand that patrick mahomes is a generational quarterback and all this stuff i get it but at the same time you paid him way too much and you have destroyed the chance to build a good team okay all you have is a few key players that you have to hope they ball out every single week and once that's up once your defense You know, you couldn't pay guys at the end of their contracts, and they leave. Now this is what you're left with. You're screwed. And if I'm Patrick Mahomes, I'm going back to the organization at the end of this season, and I'm saying, hey, I want to take a pay cut. I want to rework my contract because I I need to take a pay cut because I'm gonna lose. We're not gonna have a good team. This is crap. And and that's what I would do if I was Patrick Mahomes. I know he's not gonna do that because he's all about his money and all that. But man. It, it, it's gonna be brutal it's gonna be brutal in Kansas City moving forward I think we're just starting to see the tip of the iceberg when it comes to that right now because this team still has a good way that they can decay when it comes to good guys that they can't pay in the future now Patrick Mahomes did leave with a concussion we will mention that we will talk about how uh, he it is that he left the game with concussion he is said that he it was reported that he cleared concussion protocols later in the later after the fourth quarter when he left this game okay Now, I don't understand that because apparently when you go into concussion protocol, like I thought it was like a really long process. So I don't know how he got cleared so quickly and stuff. I mean, maybe the NFL makes things work for guys. But um, hopefully he's fine. Hopefully he can come back. Uh, You know, we wish him the best and everything there. Uh, But yeah, it definitely didn't look as bad as it was for like Daniel Jones, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, So yeah, we hope him all the best. Hope he can come back, play well. Uh, We will mention just a couple other things before we jump off the podcast real quick here is uh, first off. Is we do have the Colts and the uh, Niners playing right now. Uh, it's seven minutes, 39 seconds left in the second quarter. Um, and at this point, it is, I mean, it could be anybody's ball game, really. Um, it, it could be anybody's ball game. Honestly, I think the Colts are going to come out and end up winning this game. Uh, I really do because it's raining like crazy right now for this game. Uh, it is being played in San Francisco, I believe. Uh, yep, being played in San Francisco, it's raining like crazy right now, and ultimately, I think when it's raining like this, I think it favors the Colts. I, I really do. I think that they, they'll be able to get the running game going and stuff out there, throwing the ball. It's a, To me, it's a lot harder to throw that ball and stuff like that right now with these types of conditions, and I just don't think that the run game up against the run defense of the Colts bodes well, but I do think the matchup of San Francisco's run defense up against the Indianapolis run offense bodes well for the Colts so I think the Colts will come back and win this game we'll see what happens there's a lot of game left guys so we'll probably end up wrong on this one but whatever who who knows um we will mention real quick uh before we get off a couple of things one is the uh situation with Chicago Bears for those of you who don't know uh Chicago Bears organization the owners did buy a bunch of land out in Arlington Texas uh I know a lot of people probably know about this anyway but we did just want to mention it because I know we waited to mention it a few times um it is something that people are assuming maybe the Bears organization ends up leaving, you know, in two or three years, you know, it, it's going to be like $80 million or something like that for the team to move, which is like pocket change for them to, to end up going to a new place and all the money they would make by going there um so so it is a speculation chicago bears could end up moving with their organization stuff like that leaving chicago uh, i really don't hope that happens i i, I don't want to see that team leave it's a historic team historic town that city's amazing city if they do end up leaving i hope the nfl can switch and put another team in there immediately Uh, because that's a city that I would really, really hate to see them lose Chicago Bears because they love that team out there. I know the stadium's small. I know it's one of the older stadiums in the league, but they need to figure out how to get them a new stadium because it, it would be devastating to me. It would be devastating for the city of Chicago to lose that team um so yeah with that being said uh we will go ahead and wrap up today's episode and uh thank you guys so much for listening i really really appreciate it uh, appreciate all the support aurora and i both do again she's the three-year-old dachshund on the cover out of the podcast please uh if you guys get a chance like share subscribe uh email us reach out on facebook uh, our Facebook and email are below uh, on the page, so please reach out. Let us know what you think. Give us some feedback if we can make things better, interesting for you guys, uh, You know, different topics or something you want us to cover. Please uh, feel free to reach out and let us know. Uh, but, yeah, again, we really appreciate all the support. Again, please like, share, subscribe. Thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you again on Wednesday.